Welcome to the Magic and Alchemy podcast, where we talk about witchcraft, setting intentions, forgotten folklore, and mythology. Created by Tamed Wild, magicandalchemy.com is a collection of stories, rituals, and articles crafted by a variety of creators and writers, including myself, Kristen Lisenby, and my co-host, Kate Ballou. Hello, and welcome back to the Magic and Alchemy podcast. I'm Kristen Lisenby. And I'm Kate Ballou. Today, we're here with a very special guest, Liza Fenster. Hi, Liza. We're so glad you're here. Hi, guys. Very, very happy to be with you today. To introduce Liza's work, Liza works as a steward for the Crow Mother. Liza Fenster is an energetic healer and divination conduit that combines both both intuitive gifts with a total of 20 years of extensive spiritual and metaphysical practice and study. As a Reiki master teacher, she is fortunate to be able to offer attunement classes as well as individual healing sessions. A background in neuromuscular massage therapy provides comprehensive knowledge of anatomy and physiology, lending itself to a closer look at complete healing and gentle somatic therapy. As a tarot reader, it is a great joy for her to have the opportunity to connect clients with their spiritual guides and highest wisdom. She finds deep fulfillment as an ordained minister, officiating sacred life events within the community, and sitting for spiritual counseling sessions. Acting as community servant, Her favorite thing is having the opportunity to channel a sacred life force that protects, supports, and empowers well-being. She lives in Atlanta, Georgia with her husband and son and their Muppets slash dogs, Pookie and Nix. On a personal level, Liza and I have been friends for a handful of years now and first met through Moon Circles here in New York City. Liza has been a trusted guide and teacher in my work. I did Reiki level one and two with her here and will often call on her intuitive services for card readings and messages. I'm so grateful to know her. She makes me laugh. She's an inspiration. Yeah. Welcome, Liza. Hi. (laughs) I'm so proud of you. Oh, thanks. By the way. (laughs) For reading that without messing up? All of it. Yeah. (laughs) And Liza, can you share your big three in astrology with our listeners? Sure. Uh, I have a Leo sun, a Pisces moon, and a Capricorn rising. Amazing. And happy Um, full moon in Leo. Thank you. I am, as we've been talking about, I'm sleepless, but I feel energized, which is wild. Um, Relatable. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I have a lot to complete in terms of like what I've been making with my hands today. Mm. So, um, and I didn't plan it this way, but I'm grateful that I like, I'm grateful for this lunation to give me the permission that I don't need, but I'm grateful to have nonetheless to grow and shine and play and express, you know? It does really have that kind of feeling to it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, last night I was like, nope, I am like, 
yeah, lion, hear me roar type of thing, but not in like the normal way that I felt that, I guess, you know, Mm -hmm. like it was that permission kind of like Mm -hmm. to self, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do do you want to share a little bit about your work with our listeners, like in your own words? Yeah. Um, I am an active working witch, air quotes. Um, My whole life is centered around (laughs) communication with the known or unknown, right? The esoteric, the occult, the spiritual, right? It's so you asked about my work, but I have to be honest and say that it's a central life focus, you know, Mm -hmm. that these are things I would be doing anyway. I would be reading tarot anyway. I would be thinking about spirit guides and God question mark and angels question mark. And I'd be thinking about, you know, iconography and ancient deities literally anyway. And so um, I'm very, very fortunate that um, I happen to be one of the many people that was put here this time around to do something with those obsessions, with that stellium (laughs) and, um, um, you know, I, I, uh, I love reading tarot for people because every time I do a reading big or small, I learn something new. Uh, every single time I perform energy work as a conduit, right. I learn something new. I learn some, and it's, it's not just about like the symbolism in the cards and, and also Mm -hmm. like, Oh, well, if I hold my hands this way versus that way, uh, it transmits better. I mean, yes, those things, but I learn about, I learn about people. I I learn, I learn about the, uh, uh, I mean, I learned that I I learned so much and I, and I can like nutshell it to say that it, it in one way or another points back to the idea that we're not separate Mm -hmm. and and here's why (laughs) and 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 um I don't know so uh yeah I'm a I'm a professional full-time tarot reader you know and a full-time uh energetic healing conduit I'm gonna make sure that I choose my words very carefully that it's not my information and hopefully fingers and toes crossed it's not my energy right Um, I'm just Mm -hmm. a person who who's transmitting information and energy. It's all divination, even in energy work, you know, mm-hmm. um, divining where to go and what to do. Um, you know, um, I'm very fortunate that this is, uh, it, this has been a focal point of my life since I think I was probably nine years old. I remember my first obsession with ISIS at nine and, mm-hmm. and rebirth and, um, my first Ouija board at six or seven, um, you know, all of those things. It's like, I don't doubt my place in this life anymore. You know, um, I don't, but, uh, instead I just turn back in retrospect, you know, to look at like, wow, 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 wow. Like what a path, what a storyboard, you know, like when you and I have done readings or when we've studied together, energy work we can see like 
when we're out of the way, when I'm as the human am out of the way, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, it can be, it's not always, it can be very clear what the path is, what the deal is. And mm-hmm. so I'm living in my path right now by uh, being a working witch, you know, everything in my life, literally the way I raised my child, the way that I am, uh, you know, uh, a partner to my husband is centered in communication with something bigger, some things bigger than myself and earth observance and worship, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so you know, the, the mainstays of my practice are, you know, pretty familiar, uh, divination, spell work and energy healing. And then people have learned over the years that they can call upon me to make them a candle or a spell kit, you know, I'm witch for hire, like, you know, type of thing. Oh, you need to find an apartment real quick. Like here. Um, and now I'm, uh, the more I heal my own self, the more I make things with my hands for the sheer joy of it. And turns out like that is also becoming a working part of it, of my work is, you know, I tell my colleagues and students and stuff like you need to practice good hygiene, energetically and spiritually, you, you know, use salt if you have nothing else. And now I'm like creating salts for people and oils for people. You taught me the very easy um, Dr. Teal's move. Yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> Such exactly. a good one. We exactly. talk about it all the time. It's like that which is on me is not of me. Period. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Period. Get off me. So important. Yeah. Also, just like the fact of finding an apartment. I'm just laughing because over the weekend, I like helped two people make apartment spell jars. I'm like, that's such a New York City yes. Greenpoint witch thing that needs to be done. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Out of necessity comes invention, you know, mm-hmm. magic, I guess. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned, or you called yourself a witch a couple times, and I wanted to ask what your relationship is like to that word. It sounds like you've kind of always been a witch, maybe since childhood, but has there been like an ebb and a flow to that over the years? A hundred percent. Yeah. You know, I'm not one of these people for better or worse. You know, sometimes I feel fine about it and sometimes I'm like, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not someone who's had a linear path. Mm -hmm. I've literally tried everything but this. And then it was like, hey, hey, listen to me, pay attention. You know, Um, it's, uh, I am in good relation with that word. Mm -hmm. I'm in, you know, and sometimes because it's my nature to question everything, you know, I, not, not to be a contrarian, but just, like, is that real? Is that true? Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I wonder if the word is even necessary because like, um, we all know the book, what is it? Uh, witches, midwives, nurses, nurses, midwives, and witches or something like that. I have it, but it's very, yeah. very short. You know, and what's interesting is that this is just how we were living hundreds mm-hmm. millennia ago. Like, this is just how people lived. <laughs> we, you know, because there, mm-hmm. we had to be in relation to the earth. We had to be if we were going to survive, right? Like, um, so on and so forth. And so um, I forgot what your initial question was, but <laughs> I am in good relation with the word. And um, 
it's, but it's changing these days Mm -hmm. because I don't want to be like, I, I don't want to live in such a way that I'm like part of some club that other people are not Mm -hmm. because like everybody has an intuitive nature, literally everybody. It's part of how we're made to survive. You know, everybody has the chance to, you know, have an intention and give it some attention and create a reality. Mm-hmm. Everybody also, you know, I mean, so it's not been a linear path. You know, um, I have been who I am since I was a kid. And I just, because of a lot of, because of the way my chart is set up, I guess. And also because of the the unfortunate some of the unfortunate experiences I had in my earlier life. I just really figured that who did I think I was to uh, be all that I wished to be or all that I thought I was, you know, Um, which is so counter to everything I feel, believe, and know now. But um, Mm -hmm. no, I, you know, I, I had an inclination towards healing and helping and, you know, I, well, I, I was a, um, a theology major in Miami, right? Because all I thought about was God. All I thought about, it was like, I wanted to know whatever that word now means, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, well, you know, I, I went to uh, Paul Robeson School of Classical Studies when I was a kid because it was all I thought about. Why, right? Um, so I became a massage therapist now because like, well, like I'm clearly not qualified to do anything with the tarot deck that's been in my cabinet for at that point, 10 years. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, it is what it is. You know, I, the whole thing can be summed up by saying that the universe conspired to, as it, as it does, um, to help me unfold into the version of myself that was in not just in my best and highest good, but was my true self. And I now know uh, for sure that that is a reflection of one, a person's heart's desire is in fact a reflection of their highest self, in in my opinion at this moment, right? And um, everything that I tried to like as a Band-Aid to like put on top of like who or what that was, was ripped off over and over again. And finally, on the corner of Bedford and North Six, I, I literally threw my stuff on the ground and I was like, okay, okay, okay. And um, the rest is history. The perfect <laughs> place for a coming to God moment. <laughs> Bedford right. and North Six. Right, right. Oh. <sighs> On oh June, God. a June day. It was like right before the summer solstice. Mm. I remember. It reminds me of... Um, like Rilke talking about how like if you can become a writer or if you if you can be anything but being a writer, do that. Because if you must be a writer, then you must must do that. So it's like kind of like following right. that what you must do is you just must be who you are, you know. I yeah, there is no choice. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and and somebody like my husband who's a sweet unicorn angel baby, right? But literally questions everything. Well, of course you have a choice. I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? 
Yeah. I am. I, 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 I'm in re- great relation with that word at this point and now see that it's been incredibly linear and in, 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 in the most nonlinear way, mm-hmm. you know, all timing is divine timing. Right. Right. I'm grateful for it all because of what I shared with you before we were recording, as I was writing, I, I was like, <gasps> moved to like great emotion because it was all for this. Mm-hmm. It was all for this because every word of it was true. Even if, and what I'm talking about for those that are listening, I've taken, I've begun writing again after a very long time away. Um, every word of it's true. Is it all happened for a reason? The, the, the <laughs> pathway to, to being in the seat of self as a self-identified witch, you know, I don't know about all that, but it's like, it, it's, it's certainly when I'm in, in, um, expression of spirit, it certainly feels like it's all been by design. Mm-hmm. I have the truth bumps on my arm as you say it. So. <laughs> I know that you practice a lot of planetary magic and we're here on Mercury Day um, and your work has really inspired a lot of my own relationship with the planet. So could you speak a little bit about that? Yeah, um, I, you know, invention is or necessity is the mother or the parent, excuse me, the parent of invention. I began, you know, I have at various times had a hard time focusing and being like, oh, you know, feeling um, overwhelmed. Like, where do I start? What do I do? You know, I'm a parent to a young child and um, have a lot of hopes and dreams and things that need to get done. Right. And so um, all of that said, it has lent itself towards like not knowing where to begin on any given day and feeling overwhelmed. And so I was, wait a minute. And then I remembered back in studies of Greek mythology and how some of these, or excuse me, all question mark, that's big question mark, all of these deities, um, were observed, right? Like how, what days their temples were tended to, what were their feast days? Is it da, 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 where did you write? And so I was like, wait, Um, I started living my life in such a way that uh, when I started just living in like, excuse me, setting up my household routines according to the days of the week and their corresponding planets, it felt like a key and a lock to me, um, made things way easier. And then like, uh, breaking it down by hour, right? So Mercury's hour of the day, whatever time the sun rises, plus however many minutes. And, and, um, I know that, uh, you know, there are, and also, you know, I want to talk about like, (laughs) once again, like how much I learn by just practicing my practices, right? Like, so, for example, recently, Mars Day has become, Tuesday has become 
more expansive for me. You know, Mars Day was traditionally a time that I would work baneful magic because, you know, it's Mars. <laughs> Not that I, you know, I do like a, a grip of baneful magic, just, <laughs> just to put that out there. But, you know, you do what you got to do sometimes Absolutely. Uh, for, for yourself and for others, whatever. Um, there's so much more than that, right? It's so much more than that. Like it's, uh, as is every day of the week, really, and, and the magic. But um, I believe wholeheartedly in, you know, uh, to, to reference one of my favorite rap lyrics, use what you got to get what you want, right? And what I have is uh, some sort of concept of time, uh, <laughs> real or imagined. Um, and I have... I don't know, like, if I can't carry the uh, this to from point A to point B myself. I'm, I like, and I really want this. Really want it to go to point B. I, I like getting what I want. I like creating the effect I want. Like, I'm really focused on making shit happen. Mm-hmm. in the spiritual and the mundane. So um, planetary magic is huge for me in that. It's, it's um, you know, it's, again, it started out of necessity of like how to help myself, like figure things out, you know, and come out of, like come down from the trees of anxiety, um, be able to focus a little better. Um, it also, you know, it's, it's, it works for me in every way. And it, I think what I go back to is I have a hard time believing people a lot of times, right? A lot. Um, the fact that the calendar itself has been changed by various political leaders, you know, the fact that it has different days have meant different things throughout millennia, according to an actual person. Mm-hmm. If we trace planetary magic, you know, planetary observation and their attachment to the seven days of the week. That's also, you know, we, we could just pick it all apart if we really wanted to. We won't, right? But, you know, those were assigned a couple millennia ago. No, yeah, I would say about 2,000 years ago from what I can remember, right? Anyway, you know, I have a hard time believing in people, Um I have a hard time believing, you know, that if I am really interested in earth observation, healing, worship practice, permaculture, and the the beyond, right? Mm-hmm. I have a hard time believing that believing in sources of information and systems of living, wink, wink, that uh, would like, would prefer that I believe myself to be separate from the earth that I prefer that I believe myself to be separate from my fellows and separate from the ability to help myself and my fellows. I have to always include my fellows in this. And um, planetary magic is reason number, you know, it's reason number 669 why I just, it's, it's like, it's not even a thought anymore. I, I literally, every bit of my life routine from the mundane to which altars I tend to on which days in my house, everything is based on these days of the week and 
and planets, even some facets that are not governed by uh, a spiritual body or a deity, I still work within planetary magic for that. Um, Because why? I mean, here's reason number 670, right? Like uh, their sway is bigger than I could ever put my little fingers on as a human, right? Uh, It's going to be there. It's going to happen. They will have their way anyway. Um, Why would I not toe the line? It also, 671, it also, (laughs) it also uh, reminds me of my smallness in a good way, in a positive way. Um, And I want to be clear on that, that like, this is not just, you know, better than or less than or whatever. It's, it's, I, I personally in my spiritual practice and craft have a deep need for reverence and respect, remembering that I am a steward of lots of things, but I am not bigger than, um, a fucking planet and its energy. Uh, and when I'm in line with that, then I become as big as the cosmos. I, you know, it's like my ego doesn't really need to worry about it because if I do right by what I believe to be true, I'm expansive and infinite. So there's lots of reasons why I practice planetary magic. And I think that everybody, even those who don't ID as a witch or a magical practitioner, Literally everybody would benefit from the flow that that observation could create for them. Absolutely. And maybe for our listeners that don't know, maybe we could run run through the, the week here. We've got Monday, moon day. Moon day, <laughs> right. Okay, so Monday is governed by the moon or informed by the moon. Tuesday mm-hmm. is governed by Mars. Wednesday today uh, is Mercury's day. Uh, Thursday is Jupiter. Friday is Venus. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Saturday is Saturn's day. And Sunday is sun, the sun's day. So it's like not a most beautiful giant star (laughs) ever, but like still, you know. Um, So then I was thinking the other day, nerd alert, right? Like, so this is why I have to do this for work because this is just the shit I'm going to think about. This is the shit I'm going to text you about anyway. Um, Why? Okay, so why only seven? Why didn't they just keep going towards like, all of the planets and then like comets and stars and galaxies, right? Like I'm going to chew on that for a little while. We'll talk about it again. Another time, right. Like anyway, in astrology school, it was so interesting. Rebecca Gordon, she said the other day, she was like, we come to awareness in practices as a collective and of planets, comets, asteroids, as we're ready to learn their lessons and to integrate them in. And it, um, I've been thinking about it for like the last two months since she said it. I'm just like, what? Because we were talking about Chiron naming. Like, why did, Why have we not like incorporated that in? And you're not a Chiron fan? I am. I am because I am now because it's having its way with me. I, no, that's not true. I'm not going to lie on your podcast. I'm not. It's like, I'm not. Um, I'm, no, 
I am willing to be taught those lessons of where my Chiron sits. No, mm-hmm. it is it has been woof. That's a woof mm-hmm. topic for me. Like, yeah, as it should be. It's Chiron, and it's the key. You know, yeah. I know. <laughs> Steering away from asteroids and comets. <laughs> Back to safety. <laughs> Back to safety. <laughs> Aside from learning via your social media, do you have any recommendations for folks looking to begin a relationship with these sorts of celestial bodies and energies? Um, there are... Yeah, well, there are several astrologers that I am in awe of. The two that come to mind, and I can't—I don't know this person's name, but um, on social media across the board, they are the Sagittarian mind. Um, mm. Brilliant, brilliant astrologer. Um, my pal Kira is a brilliant. And on on social media, they are the at the the astrology. Um, They also are a brilliant um, teacher, guide, genius. I mean, I uh, I come across like a lot of random books uh, that I just like pour through. And um, one of my husband's colleagues, another chiropractor, was like cleaning out their office library and gifted me like a stack of all of these old weird uh, like Vedic astrology books Um, so cool my recommendation beyond social media is to just read and learn I mean I'm serious like learn read read some more learn some more I really want to read Liz Green's Saturn I haven't read that yet I haven't either but I saw that Juliana McCarthy just did the like the intro for the new edition of it, and I'm just like, it seems incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah, same. Um, and it's it's funny because like planetary magic and um, you know the way that I I like I like because on the other side of my laptop here are all of the spell oils and salts that I'm about to go ship out. Right, so each like at each step of the way, like when I steeped or brewed the herbs in the oils, like that was started on a particular day at a particular hour during a particular lunation. They're ended, uh, it's ended on in the same pattern on the day, hour, in a particular lunation, right? Um, I am going to, you know, it's like, it's all, you know, and when they actually are shipped out, Will be at a particular hour. I have an app on my phone, blah, 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 right? Um, I was going to say, you need a good project manager for that. <laughs> I know. I We are leveling up, right? Like, um, But that said, it's like, what's so cool about constantly learning is that the way a lot of my expansiveness began with planetary magic is, you know, it's leading me towards learning more and more hopefully fingers and toes crossed throughout my lifetime, my long lifetime into cronehood about astrology. I, I, I know, you know, a a literal uh, speck in, in the hat about it. Um, 
And I think, and I really want, I think there was a period of time that I wanted to show face and appear that I knew more than I really did. I never did anything with that feeling, but it was that, that feeling was in my heart. Like, oh, I want to like, look like I know so much because a good witch does Mm. know all of these things. Um, And then I was like, well, that's not necessarily true. Uh, to thine own self be true. And that means for me uh, that I move from, I'm very myopic. Like I move from like one thing to another thing to another thing. And like, I just like immerse myself until I'm sick with it. uh, And then I go to the next thing and then I'll uh, typewriter back. And so astrology and all of uh, the ins and outs and, and the different cultural global ways that astrology is practiced, viewed, studied uh, as an art, uh, as a treatment. Um, they're telling me it'll be in my, they say 50. Thank you for sharing. I didn't know you were going to be here today. Um, <laughs> which makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. I'm in my 40s now. And so at 50, I can begin there. Mm-hmm. it's exciting it is right we just get to keep learning how lucky are we I love that I feel like younger and less like I know everything each year you know I think right. it's so much fun it feels like a relief <laughs> right right like why like, why it's a it is a relief so you take so much pressure off um from the human experience and I don't know about like uh who or what you work with spiritually or your guys either of you right but like I can feel they regard me uh I was about to say that they regard me differently when I don't feign to know everything um I think they regard me kindly and with love all the time but um they're like we told you so, <laughs> you know, it could be so much easier if you just, you know, and like, again, our, our prior conversation about leaving New York, like, what do I need to, why, like, what do I need to know for who, what do I need to know everything for? What's, you know, what, what's the expertness for? Because the truth is, is nobody, nobody cares. Everybody's in their own shit, you know, it's, mm-hmm. but they're watching. No, they're not. No, they're not. Yeah. And if they are, hi, you know, (laughs) fuck them. I don't know. Or it just makes more space for other people to not know, too, and ask more questions. Mm -hmm. Like, I think Mm -hmm. I spent so many years not asking questions as a teenager, young adult, because I was so afraid to not know that I wouldn't be, like, welcomed. But saying, I don't know, or can you tell me about this, or whatever, it leads to— so much better friendships, conversations, yeah. being in the self. It's just like, yeah, yeah, it's worth it. <laughs> I agree with that wholeheartedly. And I, I, some of my most favorite moments so far, and I work as a facilitator, have been. Um, I think that you were actually in one of these attunements, uh, but in each attunement, right? Like in in energy work. Um, and giving certifications, like what everybody comes to the table with in terms of their prior experience, like, and their current practice. And there was like one in particular that really 
really, really expanded uh, my heart in terms of what I was, it was like a gift, you know, it wasn't just my job. Uh, It wasn't just my responsibility to be a steward for the people that were there with me that day. And I think you were in that particular one, but I was like, I was just given like this come up of uh, information that I'd never even thought about before. And I was like, wow. And, and then it was like, if you're going to speak about it, be about it. Mm -hmm. Meaning like, if I'm really like, fuck separateness, like we've got to come to, there is no such thing as separateness, like in healing and in healing and healing, because it's all for healing, right? Like then me knowing everything, quote unquote, like just creates separation Mm -hmm. further. I can learn from you. uh, I can learn from them. I can, you know, and also it's very healing, right? Like, you know, doing child work, it's like, being full of wonder and curiosity and, and joy. It's very like page, pagey, very page, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I remember always um, dating people when I was younger who would tell me that I asked too many questions. And so for a while, I feel like I kind of almost stopped asking questions And it was when I started asking them again, not just to other people, but to myself, that you start receiving answers again. And I think sometimes we're too scared to ask questions or, I don't know, we think nobody's going to answer us or we're going to be judged. But I think it's when we lose that curiosity that, you know, maybe there's Mm -hmm. an issue there. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. uh, In my own experience dealing with... uh, mental health recovery, right. And the journey of that, you know, it's a lifelong thing. It's like, I know. And I, I feel like in our own ways, we can all relate to like when we're not interested, when we're not peaked, when we're not like curious, those are some of the, um, when they darker, but more challenging parts, you know, cause not everybody think, you know, experiences darkness and depression, but Everybody has like ebbs and flows. I think that we are totally in the ebb when we're just like, because it feels like it takes more energy than you have sometimes Mm -hmm. to be open to that. And, you know, the other thing about being open and what did I read? Something on Twitter. It was like a really beautiful quote about the muses, about how the muses are real. And, um, and how creation and expression is uh, directly tied to receiving, like how well we're open to receiving. And I, I sat with that for a long time. I'm still sitting with it, actually, and thinking about that. And I think that receiving and or the ability to receive is also directly tied to my ability to be curious, like to be yeah. um, safe. You know, I'm, it means I'm safe to ask you exactly what you said with people you've dated in the past. It's like, I get to just mm-hmm. be, and I, I've noticed that the people, it's to your point exactly, the people I'm the closest to in this life are the people that have for a long time put up with my incessant and sometimes random meaningless questions. Um, and shout out to you if you're listening. I'm very grateful for you, <laughs> all of you. <laughs> <laughs> May we all have 
friends that support incessant questions. So Liza, how can people, or I guess I should say, how do you work with the lover's card or archetype um, or that energy in your practice right now? I know that we're in a lover's year and I'm curious and I'm sure some of our listeners are as well. Um, I think about, I don't approach being in relation to the archetype of the lover's card within this year without thinking about the previous year, that of the Hierophant. Um, mm-hmm. okay. Because, uh, not because like, you know, I'm, I'm, a, uh, I'm a fun, you know, of no fun haver, but to say that like, why, why would I, you know, to quote Viktor Frankl, when a person finds their why, they will always find their how, Right. So for me to remember, because we've only just started in the lover's year, it's going to be a long haul if, you know, it's going to be comprehensive. And so I look back to all that I was, all that I chose to learn last year, all that I was quote unquote forced to learn, all that I didn't want to see, all that I was delighted to see. You know, we've talked a lot about in our conversation today, like, thankfully about learning, always learning. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's probably why, uh, I am still reflecting on what was brought from the Hierophant year into the lovers year. So how do I, how I'm in relation to my life and our community, uh, with being in that archetype is a hundred percent (laughs) informed, by all of that from 2021, how, Mm -hmm. you know, and so the lovers as a card, as an archetype, as an energy, as, as everything is really encouraging me, especially with Venus, we just ended that Venus retrograde, Mm -hmm. um, which knock all of the wood possible was a very beautiful experience in my home. Um, I love you. Um, that all of that said, it's like, how am I witnessing you, the other? How am I, how am I witnessing you? How am I showing up to give you the audience, any facet of you, the audience that you are asking for, um, or not asking for, or not able to ask me for? How do I not want to show up anymore? How am I showing up to myself? How am I willing, you know, the, the lovers is not just about we all know that it's not just about the other, but I think we should all know that it's not just about the self either. It's not all about just one thing. It's about the self as reflected to me, excuse me, to me, it's about the self as reflected in you and you and everyone else. And, um, after all that I learned, didn't want to learn, didn't want to see, was delighted to see last year, how am I approaching you us, we collectively and individually from that lens. Um, I focus for now anyway, you know, we're still, we're not even mm-hmm. at the, the, at the official mark of spring yet in the wheel, but my, you know, how are you? How are you? Are you okay? You know, like, what do you need? That's how I'm showing up for the lovers. Mm-hmm. Is, is there, 
how are you? And how am I before I ask that question of you? So mm-hmm. I'm really just really wanting to give you my attention right now. Um, and I hope that it continues to some degree. And, uh, how am I encouraging you? How am I fostering uh, radical freedoms? We're still in Aquarius season. How am I able to show up for you and, and help foster an environment of radical individuality that helps heal you and me and our community? That's where I'm at with that so far, but the year is young. That's beautiful. <laughs> there's still time. It's true. <laughs> yeah, there's still time. Yeah. What's next year? What is next year? Hold on. Five, six, seven, uh, not emperor, not empress, not emperor. I should know this. Hold on. Five, six, fool, magician, emperor, empress. Stop, you guys. Seven, seven, seven. Hold, please. Everyone's pulling out their decks, right? right? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Chariot. Chariot. Yes. Ooh. One. See, and that makes so much work. We could nerd out. <laughs> we could nerd out. This makes so much sense. Think about it. Think about it. Like everything in, in Hierophant, I'm like, right? Of the Hierophant. And then it's like putting into practice and study and integration now. And then where do we go with that? You know, it's like, for it's like you know the whole thing about the chariot some of my understanding of that is like uh it's that's nice and everything but there's more to do keep going kiddo mm-hmm. you know yeah divine conversation and then circle the horses <laughs> exactly mm. i love this it's like uh, we're Beautiful. looking at manzel's deck right now and they're just like i love that they're just side by side and like Mm-hmm. Shooting stars and up. Um, oh. <laughs> there it is. And so I think we're kind of approaching our time today, Liza. But before we go, um, can you share with our listeners what you're most excited about that's coming up in your work and where folks can find you? Yeah. Um, on this Leo full moon, I'm very excited about making all the things I'm making right now. Um, I will go from uh, bespoke like tools for people that are my clients to offering tools or what I keep hopefully call them tools for people at large, you know, uh, spell oils, assisting oils grounding, protecting salt jars, which is what I'm got my hands on today. Um, I will be teaching more this year. Last year was less of a year of giving attunements this year. I feel that they're guiding me back to teaching, giving energy work attunements. Uh, I'll be leading uh, a spring equinox big circle soon. What are we at? Three, three or four weeks from now ish, mm-hmm. four weeks ish and lots of writing. I think that's what I'm very, I'm just working. I got my loom out again. I'm weaving cool. yeah, fibers and um, mm-hmm. I can be found on uh, various and sundered parts of the wild west of internet. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> at crow.mother on Instagram and the crowmother.com and um there are lots of ways for us to be in relation and in community with each other. You know, that's really like, you know, we're talking about my disdain for 
emails that I'm, you know, talking to beautiful people like you guys, it's like, oh, well, this is just another way we can have a conversation. So there's lots of ways to stay in touch with me and learn together through those places. We call it the witch wide web. Which we, yes, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. So this was fun. wonderful. Thank you, Liza and Kristen, and thank you so much, listeners, for joining us today on Magic and Alchemy, a podcast from Tamed Wild. Again, we're Kate Ballou and Kristen Lizenby. You can find us online at K8Ballou and at East and Alchemy. Send us all of your questions, comments, or just say hello via email at podcast at tamedwild.com. You can view all the amazing offerings from Tamed Wild on their Instagram at Tamed Wild or on the blog magicandalchemy.com. Tune in to next week's episode where we talk about spirit guides with a very special guest. Just a reminder that magic and alchemy are always available to those who know where to look for it. So mode it be or something better. Until next time. Mm-hmm.